Warning, the following contains frank discussions about the land down under, Vegemite, and the seriousness of Yahoo. Listener discretion has been advised. Here it comes. Sorted confessions of two men with nothing in common but an accent. I am Matt, and that's right, there is no James, at least not for this episode. Uh, I don't know where James is, to tell the truth. He said he was going to go out to the store and bring back some cigarettes for me, but he never came back. Just like my grandpa. The bastard. No, but... What really did happen is James is having computer issues, and he's, I don't know, his computer, we've talked about it before, it runs on Steam or something, and I don't know, I think he blew a gasket, and he doesn't have his crank, his uh, Model A crank that he gets to get it going again, so while he's ordering a new crank, I'm doing the show solo, so, but fear not. Listeners of Below the Bible, because even though James is gone, he will be here, not only in spirit, but in physical form, because once we started the show, there was something that we installed in case of an emergency like this, a contingency plan, if you will, and when you listen today, I'm about to activate it. I'm talking, of course, about the Replicon Initiative. James was so kind, donated just a tiny sliver of his oh-so-tiny tenants for DNA purposes. Now, using this DNA and the best science that the South could buy, I'm going to clone James and bring back his presence onto the show. So without further ado, let me get started. Replicon, ah, yes, Replicon had worked. It was a success. See, they laughed at me. They all laughed at me, Replicon. They didn't think I could do it, but it was true. And also, for the people at home, I have to say, you look incredibly like James. You sound like James. But I can't trust you till you say something that only James would say. I do sympathize greatly with the character of Cinderella. Yep, that checks out. Yep, that's, that's James Lewis, all right. And, uh, as I said, you look like James, you also have his very vague feminine demeanor. Uh, he's gonna want to put himself inside of me for this. No, uh, that wasn't the plan anyway. Um, anyway, uh, we'll say that for later. Um, I was explaining to the audience earlier, uh, before you sprouted from the ground. Um, you've been having a lot of bad luck lately with your computer dying. And you were able to get back up, but then... When it come back up, you couldn't get sound in it. Yeah, somebody disturbed the curse of Jefferson Davis's gold. <laughs> Damn you, Jeff Davis. Damn you to hell. I mean, it's my fault. I robbed his grave. But still, I blame him. Um, I would ask how your month has been, but uh, 
you would have been alive, what, a minute or two? So you have no experiences, but since you have nothing to add, and I'll just get on to the show, well, I say foreigners, James. Foreigners. We all hate them, or at least you told me you did. What I said to get you in bed is not relevant right now. Bastard. Um, yeah, we have had guests on this show before. People not of southern nature. We've had uh, Indiana Witness, uh, Alex Cook, and the Arizona Tasty Cake Lady herself, uh, Merced Mueller. Both of them are close personal friends. Both of us, uh, both of them are two of my best friends. You're nothing but a crack-smoking whore. Well, I've told you before, you and I, we're just work friends. That's sort of what we do. We're like, <laughs> we're like Penn and Teller in a lot of ways. But like Alex and Mercedes, we actually had a guest this month, and we were real fortunate to have a pre-recorded segment. We did this back sometime in January. It was I remember because it was back during the NFL playoffs because James was horrified that we talked about football. You know I can fucking hear you. Uh, you are just like you. But uh, yeah, our guest for this episode is actually a fan of the show and a native of Australia, Mr. Matt Fuss. I don't know why I call him Mr. Um, he's a guy who, uh, he kind of invited himself onto this show. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, yep, that's about right. Fuss came to us, and he wanted to talk to us a little bit about his homeland of Australia. It's the place where, the only thing worse than the deadly animals are, of course, the insane rednecks. It's like Alien versus Predator. Whoever wins, we lose. Pretty much. Anyway, listen to this interview. James and I did this, like I said, a couple months ago with me and Fuss. And while you listen, I'll be teaching Replicon, James, about the Seven Years' War. Does that sound good to you, Replicon, James? My body is ready. All right, cool. This could be the beginning of a very beautiful relationship. <clears throat> now, the Seven Years' War was sort of a proto-version of the First World War. Nearly all the great powers of Europe and the world were involved in it. Uh, and the battles, they played out all over the world. Europe, North America, Central America, Africa. Now, the war was sort of what it was, was a follow-up to the war of Australia. You come from a land down under. Women glow and men plunder. Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? So, Matt, have you prepared for this interview at all? No. Which one? Speak. Uh, American Matt or Aussie Matt? American Matt. American Matt. No, I haven't. I just figure... I read some stuff about Australia the other day, so I'm good on that. Yeah, my only preparation is I have pulled up a page containing 101 fun facts about Australia. Do you know what I did? I watched The Rescuers Down Under. That is all you need to know about Australia. <laughs> Unless it was made by Yahoo Serious, then it's probably fake. Yahoo Serious is the only encyclopedic uh, reference for Australia. The Encyclop Encyclopedia Australia. He wrote it. Is he like a yogi you guys visit to in the outback? Yeah. Tell me, Yahoo no, Serious, no will mountains. I find love? We have no tall mountains, so he just lives on like a hill. We all just go visit him. He was out with an Aborigine guy. We yell out to him, we yell out Yahoo, and it doesn't, it just, it's confusing. He needs a better name. He needs a, a name which doesn't just sound like you're yelling Yahoo at someone. Isn't that the essence of Australian comedy, though? Just people yelling things? Well, that's the thing. You yell out Yahoo, and like everyone turns around. 
It just confuses people. I have a theory that I've carried with me since the late 90s, which is Yahoo Sirius and Carrot Top are the same person. Oh, you could be right. From what I know of Yahoo Sirius, they look alike. And chairman of the board, that could have been a sequel to Young Einstein. Uh, did, did Carrot Top ever defuse a nuclear bomb with an electric guitar? That is the question. Uh, but he probably he probably made a bomb with his with a sneaker or something, you know, a shoe bomb. Ah. <laughs> Decency, Matt. It's fine to all of us. I'm just taking over the corner. I'm hosting it now. Fuck you. This is not <laughs> this is not below the equator belt. This is all <laughs> one deadly pyramid. But actually, there is something that I thought about the other day because I saw this picture of some guy from. Australia, he was doing something that was incredibly, like, rednicky. I was like, you know, like, we talk about rednecks, me and James, but, like, Australia is essentially a continent full of rednecks. <laughs> it's rednecktopia, almost. Yeah. Duct tape is big here. <laughs> Duct tape, do you use WD-40? WD-40. Duct tape and WD-40 is an entire engineer's kit. They just give you a can of WD-40 and a, a roll that's, of duct tape, and, and you're an engineer. That's how that's you all it takes. conquered the Outback with duct tape and WD-40. Five-minute five tutorial on how to use each, which is just like, if it moves and it shouldn't, you use the duct tape. If it doesn't move <laughs> and it should, you use the WD-40. That's it. What does that sound like now your an version of Predator? <laughs> if it moves, use duct tape. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like uh, I think you mentioned in one of the earlier episodes that Florida is kind of like reverse America, where the South is the North bit. That's a lot like a lot like Australia, where the South here is uh, kind of up Queensland and up the North. Well, like I thought that like where you're from, Adelaide's in Southern Australia. I thought that was like it's like the the uh, you know the 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 Detroit of. of Australia, oh. as far in terms of like violence and stuff, right? Well, we're the we're the murder capital of Australia. Yeah, I don't know if this is true. Someone I heard somewhere like it's supposed to be like the serial killer capital of the world. I don't know how true that is. Oh, I don't know about of the world, but per per capita, we have more murder than anywhere else in the country. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, live in the yeah, town, uh, except it's <laughs> the continent. Yeah. Well, there was a there was a movie made out of Snowtown, which is like a it's a small town just outside of Adelaide where uh, people went missing and then they were found in uh, barrels in a bank. In a so it's kind of like uh, where Walter White was keeping the bodies. <laughs> were they like dissolved in acid or were they just stuffed into a barrel? I'm assuming that they were they were being dissolved in something. If you just stuff somebody in a barrel, it's an awfully lazy way to get rid of a body. Just uh, just put it in a box and forget about it. That's you what put you a do in a funeral. And you put it in stories. <laughs> What's yeah, the but you at least bury it. You yeah, just you leave it yeah, out bury there. bury it, but you forget about it. When's the last time you went to go see your meemaw, James? And, and, and I never time. forgot, Matt. We have yeah we have a we have a show down here called Corpse Hoarders where someone will come out God. clear out what? clear out your basement of all the. Of all the, the bodies. Do you, do you oh. even look at this body anymore? You haven't seen this body in the last 10 years. And then they just throw it out. The bad thing is, I believed that for a split second because it was Australia. Our ways are foreign to you. Yeah. The reason I believe that is 
I was once talking to John Lees with Matt, and he was telling us about a show they have in Scotland where it's a reality show where you just watch people watch TV. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like, a, it seems like, like the farther way. east you go, the more insane the television shows get until you just reach to Japan where it's just people getting kicked in the balls for money. And there's that show in Russia where they hunt people. You mean life? Oh, yeah. That's how Putin, Putin deals with the gays over there on that show. That's their version of Cry for the Straight Guy. Well, people don't know this, but about 20 years ago, Russia just became one large game estate for Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Pretty much. He just hasn't told anyone that yet. Yeah. Bears, uh, elk, Chechens, they're all open season over there. The world is my gulag. Because <laughs> the, the last thing you see before the paperwork that he's allowed to legally hunt you is darkness. <laughs> um, so, uh, Australian Matt, as I will now call you from now on, uh, you, of course, you are um, a fan of Blow the Bible Belt. And is there anything in particular, like, through your life and your event, your experiences in Australia that maybe draw comparisons with some of the stories James and I have told about the South and some of the things you know about the American South? Oh, before you before you answer, I'd like to say for the folks at home, the name Australia comes from the Latin word Australis, meaning Southern. Yeah, Terra Australis. Fucking nerd. Don't correct my science.co <laughs> 100 fun facts about Australia list. Did, did you get your parent permission before you logged on to that website, James? I did not. I'm a rebel. They don't approve of his learning. It's Australian, Matt. Tell us about your home world. We tend to have uh, less horse fucking. I say less, but not none. Less, but more sheep shagging. You make up for that, right? Yeah. Or is that New Zealand? Uh... That, that tends to be New Zealand, but I suppose we probably get a reputation like, of that. In I, other I equate the difference to me, like the difference between Australia and New Zealand, like here in the South, is like people from Alabama are from Australia. People from New Zealand are the people from Kentucky. Because <laughs> they even have like a different kind of accent, like a more twangy accent, the same way like people yeah. from Kentucky sound different than people from Alabama. Yeah. It, well, we can we can tell the accent pretty pretty clear from here. I don't know if you guys can tell yeah, the difference. I usually can. I've watched enough Fly the Concords. I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know the Those difference are... between a Brett and a Germain. Yeah. Those guys are actually pretty funny. We must steal them at some point. As we steal everything from New Zealand. Seriously, though, yeah. like, you look at, like, New Zealand and then Australia, like, like, uh, culture contributions, like, Fly the Concords, Lord of the Rings, you fucking Yahoo Serious, Crocodile Dundee, you gotta stick your game up, Australia. <laughs> We don't want their orcs. They can have their damn orcs. Although you did give us Guy Pierce, so oh. thank you for that. That guy, that overbite. Oh. That beautiful simian we face. <laughs> we didn't create Russell Crowe. We just put the violence in him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He, he was an experiment. With... He was going to be the perfect Australian. Then something horrible went awry. Same with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson was an American. And then he grew up here, and we put the violence in him. That is something weird about Mel Gibson. He, like, when he talks, like that dude, you know, like his accent is gone altogether. Unless he gets drunk and starts talking about Jews, then it comes back. That's when yeah, the Australian in him comes up. That's not American. That's Australian. sugar tits. Yeah. Sugar tits is a very Australian uh, 
That, that's how you greet your uh, girlfriend every morning. Well, it is it is something that I would expect to hear come out of an Australian's mouth a lot more so than an American. Same way with the. I wouldn't uh, imagine that sugar tits is something that you people would say very, very regularly. The same way with the uh, the the c word. That's another thing that separates uh, America and the rest of the English speaking uh, countries around the, the world. Cult. Yeah, we're not. Uh, Big on that c word for some reason. Yeah, it, Meanwhile, it's a term of endearment over there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would call you, that James. You little, you tiny tin and little cunt. You. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Oh. <laughs> I drop it on the. I, I kind of have to go easy with it talking with Americans though, because I, I, they don't react to it very well. To me, like I, just... I feel like it's like here in America, like the way the word bitch has become. Like an equivalent to kind of like that. I can just imagine Breaking Bad, you know, Jesse. Yeah, cunt. (laughs) A lot of things that are soft and affectionate, soft and affectionate overseas are really offensive over here. Like, you say tits and polite company, and people will look at you like you're a horrible person. Really? Meanwhile, yeah, I get that overseas. Tits is your boobs, but here tits is considered an extremely vulgar expression. Yeah. So it's offensive if I tell Matt he has a nice set of tits. Well, I, it's the truth, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be offended. But uh, like you said, tits to someone like top work on the top shelf. Thank you. I try. I, I, I like to thank Little Debbie for this. Uh, <laughs> these rolls of fat. Thank you, Little Debbie. Top work on the top I'm shelf. I've Debbie. got to use that. <laughs> That's your next pickup line when you when your date goes awry. When the Hobbit doesn't bail you out. <laughs> Speaking of like uh, some of the similarities between like Australia and the South, uh, one thing that I think you and I have talked about this before, Australian Matt, but uh, especially now Australia has some really weird like Tea Party esque, at least in my mind, politicians, especially the Prime Minister. Yeah, uh, that guy that. is just. A nutball. If uh, that's that's the only thing I can think of to describe more fucking nuts. There we go. Well, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you on that. <laughs> but I'm there like I'm, the biggest thing that he gets a lot of flack. One of the biggest things he gets flack for is like he doesn't believe like global warming, and he's the prime minister of the nation that had the hole in the ozone effect. <laughs> yeah, which just sits right over Melbourne. Yeah, we have a huge hole in the ozone layer right over Melbourne. But that's okay because Melbourne, though, right? I, thought, I, I think it, it moves because, like, the world moves, but it's not it, – <laughs> it's just not in the same place it was. Is it's it like there. God's death ray or something? It's like yeah. Yeah, God with a magnifying glass. But I thought, like, because people have cut down on certain chemicals, like, it hasn't, like, healed, but it's gotten a little bit better than what it was back in, you know, the day when it was, you know, uh, Kentucky frying people to death. That's what, you know. Well, then <laughs> – yeah, chasing people around like Millhouse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think they can actually uh, – I think scientifically that there was something spoken about it before that if they spray certain chemicals up in the upper atmosphere, it can technically be repaired. But the problem is, is that it would result in acid rain and all kinds of shit that you don't really want to have. Yeah, you're Australians. You can, you can handle it. Uh, well, that's kind of it, isn't it? It's just one more thing that could kill us. So I think it's... I think the problem is that the reason it hasn't been fixed is because people from Australia, uh, you found out that you can't fight it, so you're not gonna. We're just hoping. We're just waiting for it to go over New Zealand. 
You can't you punch are, it. And you do seem to like a really resilient people. You're like an entire island full of Katniss Everdeens. We, our role in life is just to prove evolution. <laughs> That's what it is. That mankind can survive. What I've always learned about the history of Australia is the country was founded as essentially one giant prison colony, but instead of going escape from New York... You guys were British, so you just founded a society. <laughs> yeah. What were we going to do? Go back to Britain? Ha! <sighs> ah. right. Fuck Britain. Yeah, that's one thing that I like to think that we we have in common with America and Australia. And like those pussies up in Canada who who politely asked if they could become a Dominion. Australia's like, fuck you, UK. We'll do what the fuck we want. It wasn't a revolution, just, but you, did, you still did your part. We just bided our time and beat them at every single sport that they invent. <laughs> That was by our way, plan. By the way, I didn't mean that uh, as derogatory at all. Your history kicks the ass of American history. Oh, whoa. I mean, Let's I, not go I'm that far, say, James. Come as on. far as the founding goes, I wish America were founded by a matriarchy of reformed prostitutes. Yeah, See, that, you, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You people in America, you just gave the Indians blankets while we, like, <laughs> stole their people for several <laughs> generations. Yeah, like it may it, have been happening up until the seventies. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to get this into like a, a pissing contest. But how many Aborigines are still around? How many Native Americans are still around? I mean, compare the number. When it comes to genocide, no one can beat Americans. People, I'm sorry. We were taking and putting them places where we we knew we would have. We, see again, we put them in storage. <laughs> but <It was> still, <laughs> smallpox blankets. You can't beat that. I'm sorry. Nothing can beat that. And like I said, I'm not trying to like make light of genocide here. But it seems like I am. But never mind. I need to get off that. James has warned me about what happens when I start talking about genocide. Nothing good can come <laughs> from it. We brought in alcohol and we just figured that culturally that would take care of itself. Hey, that's what we did too. Cool. Hey, high five. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yay, white people. So different viewing. Despite our many differences, deep down we're both still white. <laughs> Yes. White Deep people, down we both same the world are over. minorities. <laughs> but yeah, like you mentioned the uh, the whole prison colony thing. Of like, I won't frown right. on your gold chains. You don't look. <laughs> is um, is your family like how far back can you trace your family? Like where they come from, or were they one of the original like you know uh, prisoners who come to Australia, or did they come like later? What he's saying well, is, were your grandparents political prisoners, or did they assassinate some archduke? Or did we just become prisoners later on? No. Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm from Adelaide, and Adelaide was the first colony. Like, the first... Uh, we weren't a, a prison populace. Oh, you we were the first the... that were just, like, normal people. Why would a normal person want to come to Australia, though? I don't get that. We thought, well, we'll, we'll set up far away from the convicts, right in the middle of the country... And hopefully things won't kill us. And so far, a million of us have survived, so we're doing something right. But you don't have that bitch in Opera House, though. So no, we don't have the bitch in Opera House. What is the what is there in Adelaide really like? I know is there like a nice like hotel or something downtown? <laughs> I think that's about it. Like they have that they have that nice Howard Johnsons over there, you know, by the airport. We have we have Adelaide Oval, which was one of the best sporting surfaces in the world. Was it like a race? It's it's known as like a city of churches. We have like a ridiculous number of freaking churches. Just like the south. So I if mean, God's a thing, if yeah, God's like, a thing, 
I mean, there were so many convicts around, you had to escape to somewhere. <laughs> God or architecture is your thing. There's, there's stuff for that. Uh, there's wineries out in the Barossa. Australian wine. Isn't that just like beer with grape juice in it? <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't drink it. We sell it to other people. We trade it. You're like Amish quilts. <laughs> no, that's not. We, we do drink a lot of wine. I don't. Speaking of like alcohol and stuff, the thing that I love to rib you about is Foster's, which is the most one of the more identifiable Australian products yeah. the world over. It's synonymous with Australian. And tell me what you think about Foster's. Shit. We mail that to everyone else. That's for suckers to drink. We send that out of the country. That's so your re-gifting beer. We yeah, we get rid of all that crap so that we can say that we have the best beer in the country, in the in the world, in our own country. It's like our Sam Adams. That's, yeah, exactly. We don't get Sam Adams here. We get uh, you can get Budweiser here. You can get what else can you get? Oh, probably all the big ones from over. I don't know. James and I don't drink. <laughs> oh. you're you're Australian. I mean, you've been drinking since you were seven, so. Well, that's what our drinking age is eighteen. Yeah. Well, that's how it is. Like in, I, I don't know. I don't know if Canada is like that, but I know like the UK, it's eighteen. Ireland, it's eight, probably. I'd already, I'd already come out my uh, my alcohol problem at the other side by the time I, I hit legal drinking age. So that's not even a problem anymore. Yeah, right in Australia, most kids hit rock bottom by fourteen. Yeah. Well, you want to know where rock bottom is. It's it's so you can locate it easily when. Bad things happen. When the again, reality of life really kicks in. And again, you, the, geographically, your your country is pretty flat, so everything is rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. The highest mountain on mainland Australia is Mount Kuskiosko. Kosciuszko. So we have to have this conversation again, Australian Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, have you ever been overseas? Have you ever left Australia? I, w- I went to uh, New Zealand when I was two, and I've been well. I'm getting married this year. Oh, in, fancy in man! Hawaii, in Hawaii. Oh so, yeah, God, I found no. He's coming to the to... continent, dear guy. Well, I am. Yeah, for five for five weeks, I'm going to be around mainland US. Do you plan to just uh, abscond to the US and not go back once you hit America? You can't come back. I mean, that's just the way it is with a lot of foreigners. They fall in well, love. I think the people there are a lot more dangerous. I think Aaron, the people there are a lot dangerous, but the, th- the animals are less likely to kill me if I'm there. Well, yeah, that's – so, speaking of that, that made me think, like, with Australia, with its, like, nature of uh, – dangerous nature. We have, we have mammals with venom claws. <laughs> you know the platypus. Platypus has a venomous claw. Like, it's like a thumb on each on each paw. I don't trust anything that looks like a duck, but yet swims like a beaver. Wait, are platypi actually dangerous? That really changes my per- opinion on them. But they won't kill you, but they're, yeah. They're poisonous. Well, to some degree. They won't bite you. They're not aggressive, but it, you, handling them, you want to be careful. So it's best just to not handle anything in Australia. <laughs> especially, just, not, especially not the people. If it moves, just walk away. Yeah, I, I think that's the first tourism brochures. If it moves, walk away. And then wrap it in duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever spoke with you. Uh, I think this was the inspiration for us doing this episode, as you were saying something along the lines of, did you know that in Australia there is a bird 
that is so strong that if it headbutts you, you will die. Well, yeah, ca- cassowaries have killed people. It has. <laughs> that just captured my imagination, especially because you then said it's an emu with a mohawk. It is. Kind of, I, yeah. God, I even your animals are metal like over a, there. It's got like a bone plate in it. It's like uh, a cross between an emu and Angry Anderson from, like, Mad Max 2. <laughs> it's just not something you want to be a part is of. It, is it, like, the size of an emu? Yeah, it's uh, slightly bigger because of the bone plate. I think it. I think it might just be slightly bigger anyway. But it can kick and can headbutt and yeah. Not something. Is it with Australian of. animals and being able to battle people? We're That's... we're preparing for the end of days war with Matt Johnson's dad. Um, <laughs> that war you will lose. <laughs> you, think, you think you think Mad Max is bad? Just wait till you get a taste of Mad Mike. That's one very noticeable difference between your animals and ours. All our animals can do is kill you instantly. <laughs> but your animals, you, your animals look like they could put up a, a battle. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of animals in America you could get into a wrestling match with. Well, we, ha- we have uh, seven of the ten most deadly snakes in the world. I feel like from, from the way that Australian animals look, they're the closest we'll ever come to, like, real-life Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, speaking of like some of the animals and stuff, that uh, that reminded me uh, back when I was little, there used to be an ostrich farm near where I lived, and I remember I kept begging my parents to take me because I wanted to ride an ostrich, and they told me no, you can't ride an ostrich because it will peck your eyes out, kick you in the chest, <laughs> and you will die. Because it is, it may be an ostrich, a big bird, but you can't ride it. You know, it, it will kill you. Because it is a giant. Only Ace Ventura can ride an ostrich. Yeah. Final Fantasy lied to you. I didn't give up my uh my dreams of uh one day jumping in the kangaroo pouch and letting it take me around. That will happen yeah, that, one day. Now that is right. talking. Speaking about hardcore animals and you know the apocalypse. Look at the kangaroos. They're already quato. They are uh, nature's kickboxers. That goes back to the theory I've had for a while that. Every post-apocalyptic movie just takes place you know, in the area it's supposed to take place in. It's not even in the future. Like Mad Max is just Australia. RoboCop is just Detroit. Doomsday is just Glasgow. Escape from New York, 80s New York. I can I can uh, testify that The Walking Dead is indeed just Georgia. Pretty much. Yeah. Those uh those zombies are actually football fans. Uh Take that. Sagan. Take that, Georgia fans. Sagan. <laughs> oh, that is something else, too, that I wanted to talk about because you – what I find unique about you, Australia, Matt, is that for someone who's from Australia, you are a big fan of American sports. I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan, yeah. Like I, I, I struggle to get into college football as much as you because down here we get – like the, the coverage we get here – isn't like uh, specific to a, to a region, so yeah. it's hard to follow college football because you'll get like a few games from everywhere, mm-hmm. so it's hard to follow. But yeah, I'm a I'm a pretty big I'm I'm following. Well, let's let's ground people with time now. It's this what the second week of the NFL playoffs right now. I'm, I've yeah. been following that. I've been watching NBA for years, like since <laughs> since the late '80s, since I was tiny. Uh, the thing I always find interesting is like I guess there's something I always find interesting about any person who like is from another country and like follows like American sports. Like a lot of times 
fan bases and stuff are based on regions. Uh, like you know, if you, like you know, here even though I'm not really a fan of the NFL, if I were, I'd probably like root for the Panthers or the Falcons. But uh, but you like as far as like your professional sports teams and stuff, you're from Australia, and like I know you like the Green Bay Packers from Wisconsin, and then you like the Phoenix Suns all the way from Arizona. Like, what is it that led to you wanting to uh, root for those two teams? You know, just because they're not even close to each other. I know. Uh... I do follow Arizona a lot in a lot of sports, though. Mm. So is, is it because it reminds you of the Outback, Arizona? I think that's. I think that might be part of it. Just because I could, I could see myself actually existing in Arizona. You want, you want to be a member of Border Patrol? What a snow terrifies. You want to be a Minute Man, don't you? <laughs> the, the thought of snow terrifies me. I don't want to be cold. Cold's horrible. <laughs> I, I'm used to forty-eight. 50 degrees Celsius days. Oh, look at you using Celsius. You motherfucker. We don't use, we we always don't use Celsius stuff. here, you asshole. No, we're, I'm from the... See, that's how you know that I'm the real deal. Using Celsius. God. Dropping Australis and and Kosciuszko and Celsius. There's a few things that I put up with, sir. And one of them is uh, Celsius. People talk about Celsius. You use Fahrenheit when you're on this podcast. You're our guest. Use the empirical system. My grandfather I, took a bullet in Vietnam so that we could say Fahrenheit. <laughs> I use my measurements in, in grams, kilograms, and metric shit tons, as opposed to your imperial shit tons. How much is an imperial shit ton compared to an Australian shit ton? Well, we I've heard there's like a four-ton difference in oh, it is? the aforementioned shit. We spell ours with an extra N and an E to make it look French. You See that's the thing that I don't you can you can you uh you bow down to the French with some of your spellings. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Australia is the second most prolific gold medal winner in the sport of swimming. Ah uh, yes. That sounds about right. Which is weird because like other than the gigantic ocean around Australia, <laughs> there's really no natural like bodies of water. Well we have the the River Murray. Well, there's a river, river but like, like, do you guys lakes. like have, we don't like, have lakes? Like, we don't have great lakes like yeah. you guys do. Well, I mean, the biggest lake in Australia is uh, Lake Eyre, which is in South Australia. Yeah. It is interesting to note. Sorry, it is interesting to know that your most prominent sport is escape, <laughs> <laughs> freedom, as opposed to the most popular pastime in America, which is liberty. Yes, <laughs> that's what we call uh, skeet shooting, liberty. <laughs> shooting our guns, pretending they're home invaders or other any other undesirables. That's how we to pass fair, the time. To be fair, liberty over here is just an umbrella term for anything that makes minorities uncomfortable. Yeah, and or gives the government uh, privilege to listen in. Oh my God, they're listening now. God bless liberty. Well, it's it's becoming that way that the, the secondary sport of a lot of the athletes in America, especially with like uh, A. Rod and O.J. Simpson. The second pastime is the fifth. Pleading the fifth. Oh, yes. That's right. That, that is liberty. They are, you know, wrapping themselves up in the Constitution <laughs> and their constitutional rights. OJ did it. That's all I'm saying. He, can, he can drive a car, too. OJ? OJ? I know. <laughs> oh, boy. He can drive a car. That Bronco? Man, the juice was on the loose that day. <laughs> now, because of the time delay, Australians are only just now getting the OJ Simpson trial. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy's name was Orenthal. It was just a matter of time before he snapped. 
I have uh, a boy, a Renthal. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, that is something else, too, is, like, because of where you guys are at, like, the... Because I had to, like, seriously, like, go to the internet and, like, look up the time difference between where we're at here in America and where you are. Because I think where you're at in Australia is, like, 12 and a, and a half hours ahead of us right now. Because whereas we're recording this, like, it's almost 5 p.m. here in Eastern Time. But for you, it's, what, like, 5.30 in the morning? Or 8.30? It's 8.30? So, yeah, it's not even, it's like 15 hours. Jesus Christ. He's coming to us from across the time stream right now. He is in, he is, it's Monday morning there. And if you're nice, I'll give you the lottery numbers for tomorrow. Score. Maybe. Damn you. That moon money will be mine. James, hit us with another Australian fact. I want to learn, I like learning. The largest cities in Australia are Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, oh, Perth, oh. and Adelaide. You you fucked up right there with those pronunciations. That's all I'm going to say. Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane, Perth, Canberra, Hobart. Is that all uh, the cities in Australia? Yeah, but my facts didn't say that, so... <laughs> I'd be Yeah, it'd be Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. Uh, I'm not sure which would be bigger out of Adelaide and Perth. They're about the same, I think. Adelaide might be slightly, maybe. I don't know. Perth, Perth's spread out. Perth has like a, there's Perth and Fremantle pretty close to one another, so it's kind of like a large mass of people. I think we can all agree Fremantle. that no matter where the cities are, nothing lives in the outback, right? No, yeah, there's a lot of space in between all of them. Like <laughs> Australia, like if you look at the population, it reminds me a lot of like Canada, where you've got all the population like within like the first hundred or so miles of the coast. And there's nothing in the center. Yeah, pretty pretty much. We don't have. See, that's the thing, America. You guys have like a lot of uh, a lot of small towns, which kind of boosts the population as well. Like New York is huge. New York is just freaking massive. But like Adelaide, in terms of population, I think Adelaide's fairly close to St. Louis and Dallas. Yeah, and I mean, like, that, those, not, they're still like in the like top ten of you know mm. uh, populations in the United States. It's just we don't have like large town like a lot of towns. You don't have a mega city, which is surprising because you know that the waste in Judge Dredd looks a lot like the Outback. Once again, that movie just takes place in the Outback. <laughs> as does Tank Girl. It's all connected. I always viewed uh, Judge Dredd as future London. Future London, maybe. Maybe it's because because it, it's uh, the AD brand. Maybe. I don't know. But. Uh, Who's the last guy to play a Judge Red? A New Zealander. Uh, so oh, maybe God. Some, maybe there's something to that. The noose is closing on this dreaded conspiracy. <laughs> something else. See, Carl Urban, another good uh, import from New Zealand. Step your game up, mm. Australia. <sighs> you need someone in the new Star Trek. Or something like that. You can't pin it all well, we on Hugh Jackman. Now, do we? Which, what'd you say? We don't get a bones now, do we? No. Uh, you just get claws. You can make a uh, make an Australian Scotty. Well, we did have uh, we did have Eric Banner, who was in the first. Ah, uh, yes. Eric Banner doesn't count. He is the other Hulk in my eyes. Out, out, of, <laughs> out of the out of the three potential Hulks, movie Hulks, he's fourth. I'm sorry, hey, but he was Nero, so there is a Star Trek connection. I guess. Fine. You win this round, Fuss. 
See, I, str- I struggle with Eric. You guys all see Eric Banner as like a this huge mainstream actor, and I've never really seen him like that because I'm used to him over here. He was like a well, kind of a comedian in like a, our what was our equivalent of like a Saturday Night Live years ago. To and be fair, we don't see him as a big star over here. Yeah, like there was the Hulk, and that was like he was in the Hulk, and then he was in the the Iliad Munich. movie they made. Uh, Munich. Oh well, Munich. He got he got overshadowed by Daniel Craig in Munich. I'm sorry, Daniel Craig was the shit in Munich. So he beat up Nick Nolte, absorbing Nolte, and cried during sex while thinking about you know, Israeli bombings. That was his Absor- entire career in America. You forgot about the time that he got killed by Brad Pitt. Am I, I the one that had- saw Troy? Damn I it. thought that we had all wiped Troy from our collective consciousness. I can't Troy is in. My love of funny people. people. Adam Sandler movie. Adam Sandler serious funny movies. I think they, that was the only thing he's been in that I've seen him in where he talks in his natural like accent. I think. So. I don't even know if that was his natural accent. He was in. Uh, oh, well, you guys wouldn't know the castle, but he it's, didn't have a big role in that either. Which are all straight hipster stuff. There's this. There's this great movie he was in. You probably never saw it. Yeah, you're not southern enough for it. I was. Back when he southern was hipster Australian Matt. I was down south before it was cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you think that the northern hemisphere is south, huh? Last night I walked outside and it was so hot I exploded. I'm not willing to walk outside. Don't don't tempt us, man. Next next episode we'll have someone uh, pingling from Antarctica on here. That is Uh, the south. It's not south enough to have our first Inuit guest. Yes. So, if you had to describe a definitive national character for Australia, other than surviving, I mean, what would it be? I mean, from what I've seen, Australia seems to be a fairly more relaxed place, maybe, than America is. Would you agree with that? I suppose. Nobody's killed me yet. So, yeah, we'll go with that. Unfortunately. Don't worry. I've I've never I've, I'm yet to have a have had a gun pulled on me so far. We're just biding our time. So that puts you one above many American cities. Yes. Which is which is pretty pretty uh, remarkable considering you're from the murder capital of Australia. That you have like statistics show that by some point by now you should have had a gun pulled on you. We don't have we have a bit more gun control, so we 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 have to plan that kind of thing. We we make you earn the murder here. <laughs> You should put it's, that on your tourism it, flyers. It's oh like it's like uh, in, in, any pussy can shoot someone. It takes a real man to want to stab someone to death. It takes a real man to, like, shove someone in their car, drive them off into the middle of nowhere and stab them to death and then bury them where no one will find them. You've thought about this before, haven't you? Oh, God, that's why it's the Myrtle capital of the, <laughs> of the island. <laughs> you are the Snowtown murderer. They didn't catch that guy. Well, see, everyone talks about it. Every everyone is is thinking about murder. It's just so it's it's in the collective consciousness. Well, it's not just Australia. That's everywhere. Every every human being right now alive is thinking murder of some degree. You have to buy like a plot out in the middle of the Flinders Ranges for your your burying hole. <laughs> we're learning such colorful so Australian lingo today. See, that's why we're so laid back. It's because we have to be. Because otherwise someone will murder us and bury us out in the middle of nowhere. I can't say that's not a good system. (laughs) There is something I did want to ask you about that I may have asked you this before, but one thing I've always wanted to know about 
Australian stuff. How does Vegemite taste? Please tell me how Vegemite tastes, because I've heard to Americans, I've heard people in America say it tastes awful, but as you, someone who grew up on this delicious spread of fiber and wheat and uh, whatever well, it thing. is. It's not meant to be spread like you guys spread peanut butter. It's not. Like you guys get a jar of peanut butter and it lasts you like two, three uses because you just like scoop the whole, <laughs> scoop like half a damn jar on the thing. Damn right. It's like we do things with gusto over here. Yeah. Tacked in decorum. Fine <laughs> spreading. So you just, it's like something like a little bit goes a long way? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, then it's how good, would that work though? Like, I, going, it's a good if, hangover. So it kind of it kind of makes a lot of sense that it's an Australian that it's an Australian spread because it's a but hangover. Cube. If you got a piece of toast, you can't just put a dot, you know, a little dab in the middle. You know, you got to spread it out. Damn it! I have to have. Well, you spread it out, but you go fine. You go fine over the whole. Okay. Like you don't coat the fucking. You don't put like a mountain. Of Look, you and I criticize our eating habits. All right, we're first to <laughs> diabetes. We know how to eat. In this country. Oh, when I come see that's the thing. When I come back from my honeymoon, I'm going to have had at least one heart attack. <laughs> I know I will. It's good to plan for it. Yeah. I I struggle to say. Uh, so that see that's what travel insurance is for. If you're, I don't know what your how your trip's going, but you need to at least come through the south so you can try grits, just to see if you like it. Our Vegemite. Yes, that is our Vegemite. A little bit of grits goes a long way for us. Well, I'll be in Orlando. Orlando Orlando's not really. Yeah, it's, it's, Florida. It's, it's, really. it's 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 almost there. Like you go like I think thirty forty miles north of Orlando, north of Orlando, and Orlando, you're in hillbilly land almost. So up to Tallahassee, and then we then we're talking now we're talking south. Yeah, yeah. You should try that. Uh, what else is there? Some other southern cuisine. You need to have uh, Rocky Mountain oysters. I'm sure the the Australian man you would love Rocky Mountain oysters. So do you know what those are? Would you like me to tell you what those are? I'm I'm listening. I don't I'm know if intrigued. James knows what they are. Uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank. It's, okay, Rocky Mountain. Uh, apparently, oysters. I'm not southern enough. Rocky Mountain oysters are now. They're fried bull testicles. That's what you do. You oh, chop I have beans. had those. Just not cooked, huh? Hey. Um, I'm not gonna tell you how I know how I know how they taste, but that uh, that bull they got hit upside the head with rebar, well, you know. You gotta honor the whole animal. Yeah, exactly. You should try that. I think you'd like it. I would imagine you'd have to cook the living shit out of them. I would imagine so. You don't want tough testicles. Oh no, you'd have to cook the living cum out of them. Ah. Ah. Tasmania has the cleanest air in the world. I forgot about Tasmania. That's right. Do you know anything about Tasmania, Fuss? Mr. Mr. Australian Matt? Have you ever been there? I know it's cold as hell there. It rains a lot. Um, but I haven't been there myself. Right? Oh, it would be it, cold there if, if it's, like, it's incredibly hot on the mainland. So Tasmania is, like, what, 30 miles away? Well, you have to you have to remember the geography of Australia. So we're in the southern hemisphere, so you get – and, and like, down below the Tropic of Capricorn. So the further south you get, the colder it gets because you're getting closer to Antarctica. Okay. Just like the further north where you are, the colder it gets. Yes, I understand how temperature works. Okay, it's so like Tas- Tasmania is kind of like, I don't know, Wisconsin or something. It's like, kind of like right on the, like, as yeah. far as, like, the, the temperature line, it's right there on the line, on the other side of the line, kind of. Yeah, it, it's bloody cold. Yeah, and I assume the air's clean there because there's, like, what, 
thirty people who live in on that, the yeah, island. Yeah, there's a lot less people who live there. Uh, I think it's, there's Hobart and Launceston, and I think most people live there. And those are just the much. three people who live there. You know them, right? You see them Two at people Australia. Two people in Hobart. One person lives in Launceston, and that's yeah. that's it. And three of them are Tasmanian devils. See, I, I assume that Tasmania exists. I've I've heard about it. I've never I've never known anyone who lives there. It could be no, that like, people know who have visited there may have been brainwashed. So it's kind of like uh, Dakota for you. Yes. You it's assume like Eric it Banner. It's a mystery. That's where they that's where they bred Russell Crowe on Tasmania. Alaska, he is the Tasmanian Alaska. devil. We hear people talking about Alaska. They make like Northern Exposure and, and TV shows and shit that's, that suggest it exists. But they may just be elsewhere. I, I have such a grudge against against Alaska. Why is that? Alaska seems very full of itself for a state. And it's like that History Channel show, Tougher in Alaska, where every episode was just them showing you how a random thing is tougher in Alaska. Um, it's like that. Alaska is like that dude at the party who thinks that he's a badass just because he was in the National Guard for a little while. Have you? Have, I think the only thing that would be tougher in Alaska is dental work. Have you seen Inuit people's teeth? Dear God, that's some shit. I feel bad for any dentist from Alaska, honestly. Imagine if you're into bears, dating would be pretty tougher. <laughs> I would. I would imagine that nipples would be tougher in Alaska because it's cold as shit. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. I got the okay. there. We go. Okay, a lot of things are tougher in Alaska. I resent my insult. Yes. Um, one other question I wanted to ask you, Australian Matt. Boomerangs. Have you used a boomerang? No. You've never used a boomerang? No. You, they got to take your citizenship. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe is maybe in primary school. You're no, you're no good. You know better than a Canadian now. I don't think that boomerangs do not work how I think you think they work. <laughs> you, so you don't you throw a boomerang. Work. That's what you, you, throw, I think they work. you don't throw it like straight line and it comes back. You have to kind of throw it. There's a way to do it. Yeah, I know and that. I mean, I'm not. I know it's not like it's on a yo-yo or something. You just pull back. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just asking. Have you ever used one? I think I. I think we all had to like on a camping trip out in uh, in primary school. I think I probably did, but I never. I never got it to work. That sounds like a fascinating camping trip. Like they take you out into the outback to make you a Paul Hogan. <laughs> Which I assume is what your entire army is made up of. Just yeah, rampaging Paul Hogan's hungry for work and action. sessions where he just informs us what a knife is and what a knife isn't for like 20 minutes. And that's how you uh, got your diploma from high school. He was the headmaster at your high school, wasn't he? Yeah. Up on and your wall you have a diploma and then next to it a larger diploma. <laughs> <laughs> So, Australian, Matt, let's take it down a notch and get real for a moment. Ooh. Oh, what do you do for a living? I uh, work with the national train system. You have a grown-up job. You actually, yeah. what's interesting to note is that he used to be actually on a much dangerous assignment. He was part of the police force, weren't you? Yeah, South Australian police force. But that, that came with, copper? We were doing a we were doing an international sting trying to track down a guy who was like defrauding an innkeeper, but we managed to get that guy. Oh and dear God! I knew it. You're a rat. You're a mole. You've been after this whole time. 
You have to get out of the house, Matt. They threw Jim, all of their boomerangs a week ago, and they should be hitting you by now. Jim Justice sent you, didn't he? That son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just really uh, administration, really. Like administration work. I'm not really out there moving trains. You're a pencil Woo-hoo. pusher. You're not out yeah. there p- pulling trains like a rickshaw. <laughs> yeah. We know that's what our audience was thinking. And you did, like, was, I know, like, when you were at the the police you did you had office jobs as well there right you kind of did i think you told yeah. me like you would do background checks and stuff you were their statistician i was i was uh working in records oh uh the unit i was in went down yeah but we kind of worked with uh they were taken down direct- by internal affairs <laughs> you were a dirty <laughs> everybody was on the on the take there you could get all kinds of birth certificates have criminal records erased for the right price there's a prison full of dirty cops that all have a grudge against fuss. <laughs> you were their man on the inside, weren't you? Sold them all down the river and got away scot-free. No. I'm just waiting for that trip to Hawaii to drop the net on you. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my time as Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> no. you, but you didn't have the bitchin' stash, unfortunately. I do have a bitchin' stash. You did? But I, I have a beard with it, so it doesn't work. It ta- the beard takes – see, that's what you have to realize. Beard takes away from the mustache, and mustache takes away from the wonder that is beard. It doesn't matter because you have to keep the facial hair to make up for your lack of hair topside, so. Exactly. Yeah, I so cultivate. Let's get, to, let's get to the real reason we brought you here, Matt Fuss. Uh, hair loss. You are a bald son of a bitch. Exactly. You bald motherfucker. I'm balding. Nobody respects the ding. You respect being from Australia so badly, you only grow your hair on the south. Yeah. <laughs> um, as much of, of my head as possible wants to see the Australian sun. Is, uh, we'll how, long, how long, like, and how long, uh, maybe it's a little bit how long have you noticed, like, your hair? Because I've always heard, like, people who, like, my, I've got an uncle who's, like, just now 30 or 31, and he's been going bald since he was, like, 22 or 23. So, like, how long, like, has it been like a steady decline into baldness for you? Well, I, this is going to sound really bad, but I could tell that it was going to happen in primary school. Oh, it wasn't like it wasn't going fast, but I could see that it was going to be an issue. Was it like receding slowly? Yeah, that's how it usually is. Most people, most men who uh, go bald, a lot of times, you know, they've definitely got signs of it by like the time they're eighteen. And it didn't sneak up on me. Yeah. Now tell me, was your father bald? Uh, I think he's, he's going that way pretty fast, yeah. A hell of a lot faster than I have. Yeah, because everybody says that baldness skips a generation, which is bullshit. Because my dad was bald as a cue ball, and I will be soon. You're going bald well, too, I, James? I, oh, no. Yeah, I've, my hairline's been receding All since right, I it. was we, we're 18. Not, this is, is going to be the last <laughs> blow of the Bible. Bill. I can't do anything... With a bald son of a bitch. You have to have a magnificent flow of hair like me. I'm sorry. We can, all can't measure up to your lion's mane, Matt. <laughs> I've heard it was genetic but goes down the mother's side. Yeah, I've heard that too. Because, yeah. uh... See, dropping facts. Dropping like, facts inside. Like, my... Like I said, my uncle is bald. Now, his uncle was on my grandmother's side was bald too. So that's why, like, for a little while I was kind of worried about going bald. I may still go bald eventually, but I'm not going to be like you two fuckers and be bald by the time I'm 29 years old. So. 
guys, 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 the only reasonable scientific explanation is sometimes God hates you. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, the reason I actually did want to do this podcast was because I wanted to pitch you two guys the uh, the benefits of Rogaine. I'm actually a salesman for Rogaine. This all an elaborate stain to get you to buy Rogaine, so give me my money, it's please. Con- constant attacks on my confidence just to sell me Rogaine. Exactly. You balls on a bitch, buy Rogaine. <laughs> <laughs> He's knocking you down so he can build you back up, I'll see, Matt. Exactly. At a profit. The American way. That's a, if you can take anything from America, it's that. that we'll build you back up for a price. There are 15,000 species of Australian spiders. Oh, God. All of them dangerous and deadly, I assume. Oh, I misread that. That's 1,500. Yeah. Well, didn't you say 1,500? I said 15,000. Oh. No, I still believe that. <laughs> One for each person. <laughs> That's Mike's spider. Yeah. Which is, uh, there's one spider in particular I think I've seen. Or is it that? There's either a spider, like, there's some sort of ant, like, that's from Australia that is, like, one of the world's deadliest. I forgot exactly what it is. Probably but both. I, yeah, I've seen, like, pictures and stuff uh, of some of the things. But has it ever been, like, a problem for you, like, the spiders and stuff, like, get into your house and want to, like, yeah. you know, kill you, you know? I think I've mentioned this before. We get... Redbacks. Uh, I almost killed myself once, not from the spider, but from spraying them. I, stri- <laughs> I was sp- spraying around the house to get rid of all the redbacks because they're, they're poisonous spiders. They're kind of like your black widows. Well, they're and not our black widows. No, specifically your black widow. My black widow is a good friend. Why are you impugning the name of my black widow? No, it's bigots like you that have... Now. Kept black widows behind for decades. Guys, guys, guys. African-American widows, please. Please. <laughs> I don't have white spider guilt, Matt. Some of my best friends are black widows, okay? But you were telling us about the time you almost died. Yeah, I, well, I don't know about almost died, but I stripped the back of my throat. Duh, you almost died, Duh. man. Couldn't taste things for a while. Like, what happened? Did you just... Seal up every exit, then spray and all around the room. Like, oh, the God, Australia- I didn't think this through. <laughs> in the grand Australian way, I went, bah, safety gear is for losers, and just set off to work. And I was spraying above me and just thinking, oh, I'll just hold my breath while I do this. And I used too much. You're like, oh, oh those, those spots in my vision, they're awful pretty. See, I'm, I'm terrified of freaking spiders and snakes. Mainly because so many here can kill me. doesn't matter that we haven't had, like, a major spider death since, like, the 80s. You keep track of that? He's yes. terrified of, of course. He probably has, like, spiderdeaths.com bookmarked on Spider tracker app. Yeah. I, turn, I, turn, I turn, like, a number over every day that we go without one, without a death. You just read every issue of Spider-Man. I'm watching you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you motherfucker. When you heard about Superior Spider-Man, Doc, Doc, I, I knew that, Doc, Doc. Yeah, I've seen that duck cock. I don't trust him. But we have, uh, we don't really get them so much here as, as in the eastern states. But they have the funnel web spider as well, which I think had the last last spider death in Australia it was back in the eighties or early nineties. Yeah. What about this spider? Makes it a horrible spider. Like, is it like can it fly or can it, like coat me in with webs? Does it speak it's only just... in riddles. <laughs> 
Is it like bigger or anything? Well, it is pretty big. Uh, oh, you guys have the net. Look up Final Web Spider. Let me see if I can do it myself. This makes for great radio. Yes, it is. This isn't the radio Australian, Matt. It's the internet. I know the internet hasn't reached you yet. It's all audio. You actually, there's a radio station in Australia that uh, broadcasts podcasts. You think this is a radio show? That's where well, all the serious ended up. Yeah, it looks pretty damn big. I'm looking at it. Yeah. We we get them in Mount Lofty, which is why I never go to Mount Lofty. But other than that... Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Uh, I'm closing out that window. You pussies. I stomped the fuck out of that spider. So, the world's largest reef system, the Great Barrier Reef, is found off the northeastern coast of Australia. Let's talk about that and not you know spiders. What, you know what the Barrier Reef is filled with, James? Spiders! No! I thought it was safe! Shots. Save me, Hugh Jackman! The uh, the thing I do love about the Great Barrier Reef is that Australia is so hardcore that its bones become, like, awesome uh, things, you know, underneath the ocean. Because that's all the Barrier Reef is, you know. Bones and mineral deposits from dead things. Even your oh, sea oh, structures yeah. are metal. <laughs> and even the Great Barrier Reef can, can't the Great Barrier Reef kill? Or I know, I know some reefs are like this, but like if you cut yourself on it, like your like arm or whatever you cut will be inflamed because of like poison and stuff that's coated on the reef. Yeah, yeah there's also the uh, the cone snail. It's just like a shell. You try and pick it up. There's an animal that lives in it. Comes around and hits you with a sting and you die. Like, very. <laughs> so very even your rocks can't be See, trusted. This is the thing. Very, very few things can be trusted. If it moves, it'll kill you. That's Again, with the predator thing. mentality, if it moves, it'll yeah. kill you. And then you gotta duck it. I think the most poisonous thing in the world, I think, is a, is the sea wasp, which is like a it's a jellyfish, and that can kill you. Like, there's tons of freaking things. We have pretty much everything in the world that can kill you. In nature is here. What about no, bears? And people. You don't have bears though. We don't really have bears. bears. No, that's about the only thing. But bears are soft. Bears what are about, like what nothing. about like lions or tigers or, or bears? Or Why? Uh-huh. Why? Wait, wait, wait! Are you calling out our bears? Yeah, pussies. You know what? You know what else? You, you know what else you don't have in Australia? Bald eagles. Freedom. Although we don't have bald eagles in America anymore too, because we've killed them all. So freedom. Delicious. We had, we had the freedom to kill them, yeah, exactly. They were delicious. Delicious, it's delicious. Just like fruit. Liberty. <laughs> yeah, no, your bears aren't any count. They're not any count, you motherfucker. I need to find out some Australian slang. I did know something one time. Oh, uh, I remember they, they did actually, this is back in like 2000, I watched the Sydney Olympics, as I'm sure you did too. Uh, yes. But they were talking. There was some confusion with Americans in Sydney because the word here in America to cheer for a team, to root for a team, uh, root in America means something profoundly different in Australia. Yeah, and it was causing like some people to look at Americans kind of weird because of that. But, we thought that you were rooting Michael Phelps. Yes. No. Uh, well, a lot of women probably have. Well, if you were Michael Phelps, really, I mean, That's just you got to ride that swimming thing as much as you can. That ain't going to last, bro. <laughs> That's just such a strange thing to be a euphemism, a root. That's so... Ugh. Well, I mean, it's no different the than, like, bang. Although, bang, to me, bang is more hilarious because the word... Root just bang. implies you're sticking your fingers in something and scraping out the insides. 
That would be upward. Which I do not want to do with Michael Phelps, no matter how athletic he built he is. <laughs> There's this uh, device we have in America, Roto-Rooter, which yeah. actually, if you think about it, it kind of <laughs> works. You know, you use it like clear drains and stuff to snake out drains. And, I mean, it makes – it kind of works, you know, the, the euphemism. To be fair, we also have lawnmowers called snappers. What does a snapper mean in Australia? Oh, in America it means – well, yeah. I'll let George Carlin explain that to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've, yes, I've heard enough Carlin to know that. Yes. Apparently I've heard that bit, but I'll, I'll look it up later. Yeah, there's a lot of – I've looked up – like something to me, I love like uh, language and stuff. And I love reading about like slang and things. Uh, sayings and other things that like other countries use that sound different because to me that's just this is very interesting like I've looked up like stuff with Australia Britain Ireland even but there was something that <clears throat> I remember not just root but there was something else I remember looking at that you guys say a lot that I kind of found funny but I can't remember what it was what was it Matt I don't know I told you I couldn't remember oh, wait you should you should have clarified I like to I'm looking like an Australian slang. Uh, one of your slang seems like something that we say here in America when some when you're bored shitless. I've used that many times. So you're not special. Azaria Chamberlain was an Australian baby girl who was killed uh, by a dingo on the night of August the seventeenth, nineteen eighty. Wow, that one's a dark did, one. Did the did the dingo eat her baby? Is that the one that well, I'm thinking that's, of? That's what that's from. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's what I thought. The dingo. Well, that's the claim at least. Yeah, because there was a lot of uh, controversy as to whether something may have happened that killed the kid out there, and they just blamed it on a dingo yeah. coming in. That's our and now, you know, that's, that's the Australian right. version of a Mexican did it. <laughs> well, blaming things on nature in Australia is a pretty pretty safe with that, I would think. We've done a big before. spider, a six foot spider came along and stole my baby, and people go, what? "Fucking spider!" Yeah, shit happens. I found the Australian word I was looking for. Uh, clacker, I believe, is the word I was looking for. Ah, uh, right up the clacker. Yeah, right up the clacker. You, cl- Would you call someone like clacker hole? No. Or would you just call him a clacker? Would you call him a clacker? Now, you, now you're misusing the clacker. <laughs> would you, How would you, dare you, American Matt? For example, say say you're uh, driving down the highway and some guy's pooning up behind you, like right on your bumper. He's right up your clacker. Right, exactly. but would you call someone like uh, someone's acting like an idiot? Would you call them a clacker? No, nah, not really. Okay, it's not really a term which you apply to a person. I don't well, really understand the, um, the the use of that. I mean, at what point does an asshole clack? When you get an asshole, makes it, it clacks soft. Shit. A clack hole makes soft, organic noises. A clack is a hard, metallic noise. It, it just doesn't fit. It snaps shut, so it clacks. Clack, 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 clack. <laughs> we are learning some really disturbing stuff about your asshole. What, you mean yours doesn't talk to you like mine does? When we fought, it just sounds like castanets. I thought that's what didgeridoo was. That's something else, too. Have you played a didgeridoo? I have played a vacuum cleaner uh, part like a didgeridoo. You can get a decent sound out of it. Well, we've all done that. I love the questions we've been asking you. It's like if you were interviewing us and you're yeah, like, have you ever been a cowboy? Now, have you ever drunk sweet tea? Yes. Well, yes, that's actually a fair question. Have you ever Airborne. made grits? 
we're born with sweet tea yeah. being poured into our veins yeah. through an IV drip. Sweet tea grits are in our veins, yeah. It was, um, it's what makes our ri- our necks red. Yeah. Have you like, ever fired an AK-47 into tin cans sitting on a fence post? Yes. I have not, but I've fired other weapons. So. See, you can't get too stereotypical with us because most of our stereotypes are just true. Although you, the one that you do have us beat on is uh, have we ever attended a KKK rally? So you got to stay. Have you, have you ever lived on ramen noodles for four consecutive weeks? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You haven't yep. listened to poverty. See, that just that just says that you're a student. That does <laughs> that you've once been a student. We're students of nothing but the school of hard knocks and states' rights. Which is a code word for racism. We all know that. Oh, yeah. The war of northern aggression. Um, that, that reminds me, too. Like, is there, like, much, like, racism? I assume there is. I know there's still an aborigine population in uh, Australia. But, like, towards, like, attitudes towards foreigners. Is it, like, you know, very yes. xenophobic? Yeah, to some degree. I think Adelaide doesn't have too much. It's very prevalent in the eastern states. The good places, um, aka. That, like they've had, they've had major incidents over in the eastern states of like uh, white Australians and like uh, Lebanese and. Well, that is something that I found interesting too. Like I've looked up like before about Australia. Like there is a high percentage of uh, Asian population in Australia, like comparable yeah. to like other places around the world. Mm. It's just, you I know, think, it's uh, interesting. I think Nguyen is now, Nguyen I think is one of the, one of the... Yeah, a Vietnamese most... name. Yeah, that's right. I think I read that too somewhere. But, yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, even Jackie Chan lived in Australia briefly. I've seen that movie where he was in, Mr. Nice Guy, I think. Was that was that it, where he was in Australia? No, well, you're thinking of Who Am I, the Eric Bana story. <laughs> and Tony Jaa with The Protector, his elephant movie after Ong Bak. I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, I'm not that big of a Jackie Chan fan, damn it. No, no, well, Jar's are different. Oh, okay, never mind. Tony Jar's uh, Muay Thai. I thought that was one of Jackie Chan's aliases. Jackie Nice. Uh, Jackie Chan begat Tony Tony, Tony Jar. Yeah. Um, He's like the uh, wildcat of martial arts actors. He trains the new generation. Didn't you see the Karate Kid? Starting with yes, yeah, starting with Will Smith's kid. Yes, Jaden Smith. <laughs> that will be like, is the next great everybody, master. It's gonna yeah. shut everybody the fuck up whenever you know, twenty years from now, Jaden Smith is like you know, the new Jet Li. Or he just remakes Enter the Dragon. I would watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> as long as Cream uh, Abdul-Jabbar is in it again. You've never seen Kung Fu dealt with such swag. <laughs> After Earth was just a glimpse into the post post-apocalyptic future where Jaden Smith is alone in his that, martial arts. That is the Australia where Jaden Smith is warlord of Australia. Well, going in, going back to my theory, After Earth is just Will Smith's house. <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Earth is what they should have called it. <laughs> Directed by John Carpenter. <laughs> Jazzy Jeff comes in and Jaden Smith just kicks him out of the house. I think Jazzy, in that scenario, Jazzy Jeff Jesse Jeff would be the Duke. The only question is, who would be Lee Van Cleef? Uncle Phil, it all makes sense. I was going to go for Carlton, but... Yeah, Carlton does make sense. Will would be sent you know, back into 
the future prison of Bel Air to rescue Uncle Phil, still played by Donald Pleasance. <laughs> Pull away mounds of mashed potatoes! <laughs> so, uh, any more Australian effects? James Lewis? Got to uh, give us one. Hit us up with one more before we maybe, maybe we, we start to bring this to an end. Pausing for shitty internet. Australia is a relatively wealthy country with a high life expectancy. Good for you, Australian Matt. I think that's referring to people who aren't me. (laughs) People who eat like me are not going to live forever. (laughs) That makes me wonder, is there like a big class dispute in Australia like we have over here? Was there like an Occupy the Outback? Yeah, like... I assume there were, everyone died. Like, Australia is, you know, more socially progressive than... Well, you, we are in the United States. Up, you don't wind up with a prime minister like we have unless there's some kind of class. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true, yeah. It's bit, like, it's just kind of how it is. But is, uh, it, is it as bad with the, the whole... Like, here, like, our big thing is... Uh, it's like guns, healthcare, and then redistribution of the wealth are, like, the three biggest sticking points right now in terms of, like, tax. politics. Tax is stuff. huge with you guys. You guys get taxed, and it's like the world is coming to an end. Uh, so that's because we have the highest percentage of rich assholes per capita. Those are our like, serial killers. You view taxes like it's a crime against God. Well, have you not, you know, the whole thing that, you know, we we start our own country because of taxes, damn it. Because some rich people are... That was about... See, that was taxation without representation. You have representation. You have your own country. Yeah, are you asking Americans to read a book? <laughs> ah. What you're saying is making sense. Be quiet. I don't like it. <laughs> See, that's how you get shot in this book. When you come up with a new idea that kind of makes sense. Yeah, exactly. You're and and to love other people. To be, yeah, they're the people who get killed in this book. Crucify them. But, uh, yeah, like, I think you've talked about this, too, isn't it? Like, important and stuff in Australia, because you were talking about reading Scout, but, like, it costs so much to buy it in Australia, you're just going to wait till you come to America to buy it. Like, that and, like, some more comics. Well, that's that's because uh, of Diamond. Like, uh, we have to pay freight and everything as well, thrown in. What, whereas, if I just buy all the... See, I'm going to... I've said before to you, and I wasn't joking, I'm going to come back home with an extra suitcase just full of comics because <laughs> I'm just going to be paying US price if I'm I there. do that anytime I leave the house to be fair because <laughs> <laughs> if I if I buy stuff here it works out to be like almost double the cost seriously it, Jesus I thought the Canadian prices on books were outrageous but like people people go I hear about people online going nuts about uh, how much Marvel's charging with some of their books and I'm like I would love to pay like four ninety nine for for a title. How much is like a average like you know, issue of say like Marvel or issue of Marvel? How much is that for was, you? Uh, let me think. There was one week where I went in and only got uh, two Hickman titles. I got God is Dead and East of West, and I, it cost me fifteen bucks. Jesus wow. Christ! And. Well, I mean, still, like, with the exchange rate, I think, like, between, like, Australia... Also, one thing to mention, Australia also uses the dollar, so... It's the Australian <laughs> dollar. We've moved beyond seashells. Yeah. But I don't know, like, what the exchange rate is, but I think it's pretty close, so, yeah, that's not too far off, you know, what 
Like we would pay essentially the same price here in America for that. There's something I've never well, thought of. Is there any paper and everything? Then then yeah. Yeah. It's just So is there any kind of a comics industry in Australia? Do you have like local publishers? We we do, but they're not real not real big. Not as big as America or the the uh, the UK. It's all just reprints of Paul Hogan, the Barbarian. <laughs> um, I do know, like Australia has like uh, quite a few like video game development teams because like uh, yeah, that do. game I played, L.A. Noir, was created by an Australian uh, company, Team Bondi. And uh, we do pretty quite a, quite a fair amount with uh, CGI stuff in movies too. That's all thanks to Peter Jackson. He brought uh, special effects to Australia and New Zealand. And because of that, well, yeah, you were able to create Eric Bana. <laughs> you, can't download, you can't download computer graphics on a sheep, so it had to come here. Exactly. <laughs> we'll take that New Zealand. It's just one more thing you stole from the Aborigines. You guys are all in the pocket of big CGI, admit it. Yep. Big Peter Jackson. Hey, well, he got skinny, but now he's back to being a little bit bigger, I think. Well, you're all in the pocket of big Oprah. I don't deny that. Not, well, not the Bible Belt is actually being distributed through the own network. If we were to be ruled by a tyrant, at least let it be a benevolent tyrant like Oprah. She at least gives people stuff. I don't want to be around whenever Oprah eventually turns. That's when I'm going to Australia, <laughs> the safer alternative. You mean you don't want to be part of uh, Overlord Oprah's uh, death squads? I'm, sign me up. Anyone who doesn't like her book club of the month pick dies. Uh, it's right there in Revelations, man. Christ will come to us we're... first as a lamb, then as a lion. So I don't want to... You can come here, but I don't think that you're going to be safe from Oprah's yoke here. We're, we're still not far enough away. Only, only Antarctica is far enough away from you. Well, we can o- still Oprah put up will a... be exploring sa- space in the next decade. Well, at we least from Australia, we can mount a decent defense if we get the animals on our side. I mean, that's the okay. final conflict that's been building up for all of human history, Oprah versus nature. Wants revenge for all of those books that were destroyed for her book club. All those trees that were destroyed for her book club. Crimes against nature. She's already by the dingoes off. You get a baby. You get a baby. <laughs> you all get a baby. And after we flee to our mega cities, we can finally act out Judge Dredd. Mel Gibson will finally have a place to go. Well, that's that's where it's going to happen. It's going to be Oprah versus nature in the Thunderdome. That's how it's going to finish. She'll have Gale on her shoulders like Master Blaster. <laughs> Master Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> then when all is said and done, Eric Bana will take his seat on the rightful throne of Australian power. I'm all for Eric Bana taking power in Australia. But would he be a benevolent tyrant? That's the question. I don't think he would be. A desert area known as the Outback covers much of the land. Yes, we've been over this. <laughs> that was my way of closing the podcast. Oh, okay. was able to gain power and influence over the Holy Roman Empire to the point where many people uh, saw the end of the war as sort of the start of what we consider the modern-day German state. Um, the consequences of Britain were more felt here in, shit, 
uh, we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, that was our talk with Matt Fuss. I hope you enjoyed it, because James and I didn't. Uh, Replicon James, are you ready to sign off? Wait. What you got there? What's the pamphlet? The laser god? No! No! Not the lasers! Not the lasers! What's that, laser? You can't give in to the lasers, Replicon James. You can't. Fuck you. Oh, God. He's become too self-aware, Replicon James. Please don't make me follow the laser god. But I will pull out this gun and I will shoot the fuck out of your head. Oh, God. Oh. Laser god. All glory to the laser god. And until the south rises again, I am James. Laser god. Laser god. All glory to the laser god. And you've just been below the Bible belt.